Hello and welcome to the Monday, January 2nd, uh, 2023 edition of the Sands and its Storm Center's Stormcast. My name is Johannes Ulrich and today I'm recording from Jacksonville, Florida. Well, with uh, one week of uh, no uh, podcast, we uh, do have a couple of uh, diaries to catch up on. So I just want to do this uh, relatively quickly here. Uh, Jan looked at uh, the SPF and DMARC records in uh, country-level government uh, domains. So most countries have a country-level domain like uh, .uk or uh, .de. And then they have a subdomain here for uh, government entities like gov.uk, I believe it is, uh, for uh, the UK uh, top-level uh, domain. Jan looked at uh, how uh, these uh, domains are then configured with respect to SPF and DMARC. This is, of course, rather complex because uh, usually uh, these domains cover the entire country's government, so there's a wide range of different government organizations. One thing I want to point out that uh, Jan sort of ended as a little endnote here, that eight of the second-level uh, gov domains have actually these blocking records. And that's uh, something that you should definitely consider for a domain that does not send any email. Uh, SPF and DMARC records basically just state, hey, uh, we are not sending any emails. Other diaries we have are about, well, uh, setting up a custom D-Shield listener in your honeypot. Also, how to use a PowerShell uh, to parse JSON from Amazon and uh, from firewalls. And then also how to set up a D-Shield sensor in Microsoft's Azure cloud. So check uh, with uh, the respective diaries for additional uh, details. And then just a quick follow-up and a little bit more detail on the KSMB D vulnerability. This vulnerability was made public just before the holiday week and of course lots of concern about that. Luckily, my initial assessment that this isn't quite as big of a deal as one may think has come true so far. So it hasn't turned sort of a big wave of exploits or so over the holidays. Again, KSMBD is a kernel-level implementation of the SMBD file sharing uh, protocol. Usually in Linux, that's done by Samba, but apparently someone thought it's better to put all that code into the kernel as a kernel module. Luckily, this has happened relatively recently. There's only a small range of Linux versions that are vulnerable, and patches have actually been available since August, uh, just that the vulnerability was not made uh, public earlier. The initial CVSS assessment was a straight 10. That was likely uh, higher than it should have been. It's probably more like a nine point something. Uh, still uh, critical, but uh, like I said, uh, only a small set of systems is vulnerable. Uh, one Linux distribution that may be affected by this is Ubuntu. Again, patches are available, have been available for a while, but uh, I'll link uh, to uh, the Ubuntu uh, release about uh, this particular vulnerability, uh, CVE 2022-47939. And it includes more details about which versions are vulnerable and not vulnerable. And then last week, we also got updates from Netgear. A number of their routers are affected. I'll link uh, to the bulletin so you can uh, check if uh, your router is affected. A kind of odd naming scheme. It's called PSV 2019-0208. 
but uh, it was released on December 28th, 2022, not 2019. New Year may as well check if your router's firmware is up to date. This affects sort of more the home small business line of products. And we also got a patch for Synology. Synology patched its VPN plus server. The vulnerability being addressed here is critical and does allow for arbitrary command execution. Doesn't state if it requires authentication, but the way I read it, it does not require authentication. And if you used the downtime last week to play with machine learning and uh, you installed uh, PyTorch, uh, the uh, Python machine learning uh, framework uh, from its nightly builds, uh, well, uh, you inadvertently also included a malicious uh, code. The problem here is that uh, PyTorch as part of its nightly builds includes a package called Torch Triton and uh, someone committed a package called Torch Triton to PyPy. Well, uh, this is actually just an internal package and uh, oddly enough, and this is an ongoing issue uh, with some of these dependencies, the public uh, PyPy package will be preferred over the local internal one. So uh, the malicious uh, package from uh, PyPy was included. Uh, this affected uh, builds uh, that uh, were made public from December 25th through December 30th and only actually affects you if you are including the Triton package in your code, which by default is not included. Well, and that's it for today. I just want to say a big thanks for everybody who over the last week left reviews on podcast websites. And please, you know, keep that going. It really makes a difference to help people find this podcast. And of course, helps me justify the time to actually create these podcasts. So thanks, everybody. Thanks to everybody listening and uh, by doing so, supporting uh, this uh, podcast. And uh, well, uh, talk to you again tomorrow. Bye.